When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we continue where we left off, let's hear who we have at the table, both players and characters. Hannah, will you begin? I am Hannah, playing Winnie Hemlock, Guardian of the Shared Sky. Brennan? I'm Brennan, playing Brother Arcos Gerard, Priest of Furia. And Rob? I'm Rob, playing Magnus Vale, Master of Day and Night. And I am Amelia Som, your GM, and you all still have a little while of the journey ahead of you. You, uh, within the first couple days, were able to get Craig to (laughs) speak back to you, Craig with a K, (laughs) uh, to speak back to you, uh, Arcos, um, as... That was going on. Presumably that was the culmination of a lot of prodding on your end. <clears throat> I wouldn't say exactly nonstop, but it's not like you had much else to do on the way. Uh, a lot of dead he... trees around here, huh? <laughs> Crickets. Uh, Winnie, what were you doing these first few days of travel? Um, Winnie is going to be writing a letter to her sister, Eleanor, just to kind of give an update as to everything that's going on. Um, so what time of day is it right now, just for my own sake? It can be whatever time you want it to be, like... Okay, um... We're kind of montaging this, Right. so... Uh, we'll say that it's in the morning, and, um, like... Like, close to dawn, maybe. Maybe when he couldn't sleep from wherever they were camping out. Um, So her hair right now is, like, a deep, dark blue with with stars in it. And I think she has it up in in two buns just to keep out of her uh, face while she's writing. Um, So it's pretty informal. It just kind of says, um, Ellie, uh, just address her. I'm sure you saw the announcement. Rular was not what we expected. We're safe. Headed back now to continue the fight and hope you and Tosh are safe. Tell Avi I miss him. Love, Winnie. 
And then next time they get to um, some sort of town or something with the postal service of Koira, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. send it to her address in Rel. Yeah, that is easy enough. Um, anything else in particular you're up to other than, I assume you're like checking in with uh, like the people you brought and those sorts of things, but. Um, yeah, nothing in particular, just, just the letter. Okay. Um, what about Magnus? Okay. Uh, time to address the frog situation. Uh, I think on the fourth night of travel when we make camp. Um, Magnus is going to call uh, Winnie and Arcos um, and Julian, as well as the Grand Arcanaids, um, into uh, a little tent. Um, I mean, not a little tent, uh, a tent that can fit all of them, presumably. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the center uh, of this tent, um, he has a chair on which he has placed the uh, frog jar containing... Uh, his little brother, um, and he brings everyone that he is close to into one room, um, and, um, hold on, I just need to roll a 20 for, for Magnus real quick. This is just for me. I have a quick question. We don't okay. know that it's your brother, right? You haven't told Correct. us that this is your I, brother? No. Okay, so okay. I just rolled I just rolled a, a 20 vibe check for Magnus, so he's not going to completely freak out, but he, like, definitely looks noticeably, like reticent like you can see in him like a fidgetiness where you're like magnus is not like jazzed to be here he looks nervous in a way that he doesn't normally look nervous sort of like shuffles his feet and is like closed his robe like close around him as he gathers all of you in this tent and he says hello everyone um he steps to the side like revealing the jar with the frog in it on the chair and he says Well, uh, out with it then. Uh, this is the prisoner I took from the camp. He is my brother. I'm sorry, what? His name is Hernan. Um, uh, he's currently a frog for his I'm... own safety. Oh, currently a frog? Yes, it's temporary. Not... Oh. You see, when you first said he was your brother, I was... I mean, it's... I'm caught up now. Thank you. Uh, you see, as you say, it's your brother, uh, Ralph, and uh, passes a 20 into Ilya's hand. <laughs> or the did equivalent you, of that. Did you make a bet specifically about whether or not he was my brother? Um, I just said that he might have been family. He recognized. I was in the room. I I I did too good of a job teaching you to be observant as wizards, and this is uh, okay. Well, um, stealing a bit of my thunder, thank you. Uh, I have gathered all of you here because, um, okay. So Heron can't really hear this because he's a frog in a jar. I did not know that Heron was alive because the last time I saw my biological family. Um, sort of, I thought basically all of them died in a tragic situation that, anyway, so, um, I thought they all died, 
And now I need to talk to him because um, I sort of did not leave on good terms with my father who has now raised him uh, f- from the last time I saw him, which when he was just a wee a child and now he's been essentially raised by a person indoctrinated by the brow in the hooded lantern and because of how we left things this is going to be a messy conversation and in lieu of explaining all of this multiple times I wanted to be transparent with all of you about everything that's going to be talked about between me and my brother. And I also need your help to prevent him from running away or trying to stab me or do anything else that somebody related to me might do when they're pressed into a corner by me. I don't think I need to explain. Um, He takes out like a bottle of water and like takes a big swig of it. Um... And then, uh, like, runs his, like, hand through his, like, long, like, black, at this point, like, pretty greasy hair since he's just been, like, on the road for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, And turns, uh, like, back to everybody. And it's like, is there any questions? No? Good. Okay. Um, Let's begin. So uh, Magnus is going to unscrew the jar and uh, dump his brother onto the chair that's in the center (laughs) of the... uh, tent and he is going to uh cast dispel magic um on the frog uh undoing the uh curse yeah uh you cast dispel magic and um this frog uh sort of unmakes itself and is remade into the form of a young man in his like mid late 20s perhaps um handsome uh the same sort of nose and strong jawline of Magnus eyes gray and not entirely lifeless but quiet um much of his face uh and body seems to be healed from scarring uh it's very attractive though i would say probably arguably no offense more attractive than magnus even with the scars i'm so sorry but they work for him no it's valid it's it's perfectly okay um he is wearing a very loose sleeping shirt and underwear uh can i just like conjure him like just like some robes (laughs) yeah you're able to um, essentially immediately teleport. I think you like teleport sort of like a blanket toward him and he can kind of uh, just kind of sit on his lap as he just uh, is seated sort of looking up at all of you kind of looking at Magnus sort of sweeps his eyes steadily across the room meeting each of your gaze and then landing back on Magnus in the center And he sort of just waits for you to say something. Um, I think Magnus is going to, like, grab a chair of his own and, like, sit across from him. Um, 
and sort of like lean forward like with his hands like steepled on his lap and he's gonna like look at his brother in the eyes and just say hello Harin Magnus I'm glad that you're alive though I did not know that this would be the way in which I would figure that out I could say the same. Mind if I, uh, have a drink? Sure. Um, Magnus is gonna give him a water, uh, sling. Uh, drinks it. He, he catches it and says, was hoping for something stronger. Oh yeah, that too. Uh, <laughs> and takes a sip. <laughs> Um, I don't know who he's even, Magnus is even beckoning to, but I just- I, I think know. you do that, and, uh, seeing the group of people you have in this room, I think Julian is like, well, that's me, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> goes and, uh, just grabs some, some sort of, uh, uh grabs some sort of, uh, brown liquor. <laughs> uh, Thank you, Julian. Uh, Magnus is just gonna, like, take a swig from the bottle and then just, like, hand the bottle to her and- yeah, Hurin uh, grabs and happily drinks of it. You've uh, gotten better with your witchcraft. <laughs> yes, it's more of a science than, uh, well, than witchcraft. But I suppose that uh, you and Dad are still of a kind of mind when it comes to this sort of thing. How is the old man? Is he still alive? No. No, he's not. Hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, Magnus is going to take another swig. Um, yeah, as he says, uh, no, it's not. He passes the bottle back to you. <sighs> so, it's just you and I, then. Uh, as you say that, he kind of looks up at all the other people standing kind of behind you. Oh, yes. I mean, this is sort of the extended family in a way, but uh, in terms of uh, our family. This is going to wave. Doesn't acknowledge that. Um, just us. Well, I'll be playing with you, Heron. I have no intention of killing or harming you. But I can tell that by the circumstances of our meeting that we're sort of diametrically opposed. Opposed. <laughs> Indeed. We were never really given the chance to be a family. And I do regret that. And I think that... Everything could have been solved if, well, if if Dad maybe was a bit more uh, present for me and Mom. He sort of made enemies out of us when I don't think that we ever really needed to be. And so I don't intend to make his, uh, to repeat his mistakes now we could, I would like to reconnect. 
What does that look like to you? Well, getting on the same page about uh, what's going on. Um, we're sort of both, it seems, considering the fancy pansy place I found you, that we're both sort of leading armies and organizations of sorts. And um, as with all of these sort of conflicts, each side thinks they're right. And so I want to figure out if maybe we can sort of agree to certain facts about us and maybe find a way to be on the same side? Alright, I'll hear you out. Um... Well, for starters... Mom and I are not witches. And we never were. And... Mother should have never died. And Freya should have never died. And you should never have been burned. And... All of that is my fault. But... At the same time... What Dad has taught you about... The Hooded Lantern and magic and the Proud, it's all... It's all nonsense. He didn't believe it himself. He only started practicing in this sort of political, magical game because he wanted power when we first moved in. Are you done? Yeah. Well, you've given me a lot to consider there. What do you think a witch is? A witch is a term that people use to describe a wide variety of women that possess magical powers that don't align with the orthodoxy of many faiths or religions. I think that's one interpretation, perhaps yours. I, I do think you and our mother as far as I'm concerned, wizard, witch, it doesn't really matter. You are right, though. She didn't deserve to die. And neither did Freya. I resent you, Magnus. For implying that I've no ability to think for myself. That I just... Ate every lie our father spoon-fed to me. I resent you for leaving. <laughs> okay. I... I left because I assumed that everybody would... pile up another, uh, stack of wood and burn me next. I know. I mean, all our mother ever did was heal people. She might have countless broken bones and. And for God's sakes, Dad had you and Freya piling up her burning wood. I know. So. Let me be clear.
I don't, um, I don't know what your life has been like at all since we last parted. We don't particularly have a good idea why any really free person would sign up with the force that's actively corrupting the continent, to be honest with you. And perhaps that's an error in our worldview. So, if you're not just, um, you know, somebody that, like our father, believed that they needed to believe to gain power, then what exactly are you doing in a command center deep into enemy territory? What were you doing when you were with the Broad? Um, Magnus, like, w like looks stunned um, <laughs> and, like, reels back because um, he's just, like, not expecting the counter question. Um, Magnus uh, takes another swig of the, the dark liquor and says... I'll trade you an answer for an answer. All right. You go first. So Magnus is gonna, yeah, so he, he swallows the liquor um, and he says, well, to be honest with you, I spent most of my time sandbagging so they wouldn't suspect that I was, uh, really anybody of note besides the fact that I could use magic. But officially, I was a, a sanctioned support mage, uh, for several, uh, raid units. Um, at some encampments just north of here. I wasn't there voluntarily, mind you, I just had nowhere else to go and sort of got wrapped up and... Would a bunch of people with pole arms and mean-looking armor ask you if you're a sanctioned mage or not? You say yes, and you roll with the punches until you're not actively being persecuted. And so I mostly um, sabotaged their efforts and played jokes and annoyed my superior officers and froze anyone in time that got too close to actually um, harming me. Yeah, that's uh, similar to what I'd heard. Indeed. And then I met my wife, and uh, there was a sort of a big fight and um, an escape. You married? Um, y yes, um, sort of. Um, it's complicated. Uh, yes, um, I am married. My wife is not here right now. What about you? You married? No. All right, your turn. Right, what, what was the question I was answering? What is it that you're trying to accomplish here? Why are you leading this uh, force so deep into the, uh, deep into the south and the corrupted lands? Trying to find the source of the corruption. Interesting. That sort of implies that you... want to stop the corruption? Yes. Uh, Magnus turns around to everybody else in the room and just, like, 
a little bit quietly. He's like, am I fucking insane right now? That's not what we thought, right? No. Turns back. Uh, if that is the case, why does it seem like your military force has been advancing steadily north with the progression of the corruption and taken over otherwise peaceful settlements that weren't corrupted before. The math ain't mathin', Heron. Our military forces march further north as your military forces march south. We don't bring the corruption, we follow it. But wouldn't it spread outward from its source? And didn't the source start in the south? Around ye volcano that we found you by? That is correct, that's why we built our camp here. Okay, I just, I'm, I'm confused because there's... Heron, this is part of like a 200 year war against these... The, okay. Heron, there seems to be a greater miscommunication going on here than just whether how we feel about each other as brothers, but like, this is a miscommunication that is on like a historical level. Exactly. So what is going on, man? I don't know. Are we both being gaslit by just like the world? Magnus is like completely serious. Like he's like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you ask me, I think you're the one being gaslit. But that's crazy cuz it sounds like you totally are the gaslit one, brother. Okay, okay. Let's just lay the facts out on the table. All right. Okay. So, 500 years ago, that's the first time anybody saw the blight. And then a few hundred years after that, your organization, the Brawl, is formally announced to the world as an organization that to the outside world is understood to be uh, essentially a cult worshipping and propagating the corruption. That was sort of always the understanding. And immediately there is conflict between the two groups. As you know, Avrion gets taken over by the Hooded Lantern, which is another organization sort of associated with the corruption itself. And hell, I've talked to the god that is apparently causing the corruption and I mean it's not like they were very helpful but it was in other words this is huge news that you guys are not trying to aid the corruption I know I mean couldn't have sent a postcard or a poster, or maybe said, like, hey, by the way, like, we're just researching this thing. Like, like, we've been fighting. There's been multiple full-on wars where this never got communicated. And what exactly do you have to gain from listening? I'll paint you a different history. Okay. 500 years ago, there's a blight that appears in the southeast of the continent. It spreads slowly at first. Crops are destroyed, there's famine, 
people want answers. So the government of the time, they make up a boogeyman, they find someone to blame it on, and they start fighting. And over 500 years, stories and alliances get twisted, cults are formed, lines are cast, and the wars continue with no stop and no end. I'm not saying everything done in the name of Proud is good or right or necessary. But I think this is a lot more complicated than you're le leading yourself to believe. It's becoming pretty clear by the minute. Um, I think Magnus is going to turn to the room at large and just say, um, I'm going to sort of open the room up for questioning if anybody has something that they want to input into this conversation. Oh, I think this is all bullshit, is what uh, Jasper says. Noted. I am not ready to be convinced so easily that all of our recorded history from our point of view is erroneous. But, I mean, does this sort of check out? I mean, just like, okay, Magnus is going to stand up for a second and start pacing. A god of uncertainty. We've been questioning this entire time, what's a cult? that worships the god of uncertainty. Like, what the role of that organization would be in this sort of, like, like, why have the cult? Like, why have an organization for something that is inherently uncertain and unorganized? Routh pipes up. But, uh, couldn't, couldn't this whole thing just be to sow seeds of uncertainty? That's what I'm saying, is that maybe the whole point is to make a fake war that nobody understands why they're fighting it as a way to... No, no, what I'm saying is, what if that's real, and right now, this story is the uncertainty? Is well, like trying to, to, trying to push us that way. That's a great point. Um, Magnus, I think frustrated, is just gonna look to her and say, like, do you actually worship the Brown? I guess that depends how you define worship. Um... Like, I think Magnus just kind of rolls his eyes and is just like... Like, uh, whatever. Worship, associate with, follow the teachings of, add whatever superlative you want. It's all amounts to the same thing. I, I, I guess, yes. Okay. I mean, I didn't bring myself back to life. Oh, wow, okay. You just dropped that bombshell late in this conversation, so you did die. Yes. Okay. And Magnus is going to sit down again with the liquor. <laughs> After you take a swig, some of this? Aaron grabs it and takes a big swig. Uh, okay. Julian uh, takes it from you, and then Ilya snatches it out of Julian's hand before he can drink any. <laughs> okay. So, well, first of all, sorry again entirely my fault 
I don't think it was your fault that we died, Magnus. You were pretty young, too. And I know you were scared. I just didn't want Mom to burn for longer than she needed. Anyway, um, so you died and were brought back to, how did that process occur exactly? To be honest, I don't really know exactly on account of I was dead. (laughs) I know our father was involved. Okay. Is that how he passed her and was it an exchange? No. I think Magnus sounds a little disappointed. Like, I think somewhere in Magnus, he's like, like, at the least our dad can do is sacrifice himself for one of his kids, like, for fuck's sake. But, okay. Yeah. Um, he's gonna hide that score in him a little bit. Yeah, I think there's a similar sort of sentiment uh, from Huron of, like, no, there's, or, there's no way he would have if that were the cost. Okay. Well, so that's sort of a compelling reason to as good as any I suppose alright well um, you'll understand when I don't believe what you say on face value right away but I wouldn't respect you if you did I'm surprised you even respect me at all so we'll take that well another question is what do we do with you in the meantime while they sort of hash all this out um, I have a secluded tower that we could sort of hang out in for as long as we need to. And sort of, um, brotherly fairness, I'm not going to prevent you from going anywhere you don't want to go. Uh, sort of just trashed your place pretty bad. How many survived? What is the headcount we got? Uh, I mean, so like... A couple dozen managed to run away, and we took... There were a couple, a few dozen who uh, are unaccounted for, presumably escaped. Um, There are just under two dozen who were left behind, um, who are presently in your camp in one way or another. You said two dozen that we retained? I think less than, fewer than 20. Okay. Um, yeah, so Magnus basically relays that, like, there were many that managed to escape somewhere in the neighborhood of three to four dozen that ran various directions. Um, we were very clear to not, um, attack or kill anybody that wasn't a combatant or fleeing or, uh, otherwise trying to fight back. Um, after the battle, we found, um, approximately, uh, twenty survivors that um, we took prisoner and offered to escort back to more friendly territory and otherwise uh, join us or be left behind. So it wasn't a complete route in other words. Right. Well, the way I see it, either you kill me or I go back assume I abandon my post and kill me for you, so I guess I might as well stay. 
You think that they would suspect you so easily? I mean, I could rough you up a bit, make it seem like you fought your way out. I can even give you like a, like a piece of my cloak, give you some prestige as you get back there, you know. Spin a yard. Or if you want to stay, I, I would love to spend time with you. Yeah, well, I feel like spinning yarns was always your expertise. I prefer the head-on way. Ah, uh, good. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, well, uh, good then. Uh, I'm sure you're wanting some time to recover after being a frog. Sorry again about that. I, um... Yeah, is there any way I could convince you to not do that to me again? I'll prom- uh, Magnus, like, sort of, like, checks, like, internally a little bit, like, Magnus kind of thinks about, like, as a goof, like, sort of, like, thinking about doing it, and then he sort of, like, realizes that, like, the pit of magic that he draws from is just a little bit shallower than it used to be, and he realizes that, oh, I don't think I can really do that ever again, even if I wanted to. Um, and Magnus says, I promise you, Herrin, that I would never do that again to you. But once you sort of commit to that sort of plan, you don't change it midway through. It's too dangerous, you know, if I'd sort of half committed to the frog transformation, <laughs> you can imagine it would have uh, been a tragedy. <clears throat> and that's why magic should only be used responsibly. Swigs the whiskey again. Um, <laughs> right. I'll have somebody bring you some rations and some supplies and we'll leave you to rest. Thank you, Magnus. You're welcome, brother. And there's that sort of like tension in the air between two people who don't know like do i hug do i do i i handshake and <laughs> do i just sit here and uh Hjordan resolves to just sort of kind of sit and uh sort of looks up at the rest of you he's mostly been just talking directly with you magnus and kind of takes this moment to expand his attention uh, back to what other people in the room are doing what are winnie and arcos kind of feeling in, during this conversation there's been a lot of knowledge dropped in this conversation not only about the brow but also about magnus and um his whole situation so i think mm -hmm. winnie is just kind of maybe half zoning out trying to still process everything that she has just heard yeah sure Arcos is doing something very similar. I, I do wonder <clears throat> how where he was that, you know, the brow were hanging out burning witches, <laughs> you know, and I I guess, uh, and I, or what Magnus's role, he certainly didn't know Magnus's role in the, in the brow as far as, far as I know. Um, Brendan certainly didn't because Rob didn't either. <laughs> but mostly just being like trying to piece together everything he didn't know about Magnus, which is almost everything about Magnus. 
Yeah, I think Magnus would will explain and answer questions to YouTube privately later. <laughs> um, but in this moment, is it like, yeah, he was intentionally sort of cagey about exactly what happened. Um, th it's that sort of stunned silence you get whenever after a lot of information, you're left with more questions than answers. Um, and uh, as you guys are all sort of standing there on this very pregnant pause, uh, Ilya speaks up and says, I'll keep an eye on him if you, if you all want to go and discuss. Yes, Ilya. I'll get him food. Um, thank you. That would be great. Um, yeah, I think Magnus is going to, like, make a quick exit to just, like, get out of the tension zone of just, like, goddamn, I need some fresh air, uh, after this conversation. Um, and he's gonna, like, like, exit the tent, um, and, like, give his brother some space. Um. You do so. Y'all follow close behind. Um, Same. yeah, Matt, yeah, he's gonna fully like walk like a little bit like into the woods and like find, um, like just like a tree stump to just like sit on. And he like looks like very like, uh, worn down as he kind of like puts his like head in his hands and like his hair is like draped around the side of his face. Um, also, I think like he's like. Like clearly like visibly like sweating and um like small um like little like flower buds i think like are i mean everything sort of dies in this area so i don't think they ever like bloom but you like if you looked closely i think you would see like just from like the magic and like the emotion being expressed by magnus like some black widow geranium like stems like appear and then like wither and die as they sort of like don't find purchase in this corrupted land. Um, I think, mm, yeah, I think when he closely approaches, um, maybe gives with uh, Magnus a little bit of time to process, but not very much because wow, what a conversation. Um, and uh, I think she's probably probably messing with her hair, shade of the the bright day sky right now. Um, and uh, walks up to Magnus. Um. What the fuck is my first, like, I, that was a lot. I, do you, what just happened in there, Magnus? Well, um, that was a painful re, uh, reunion with my brother, who evidently I, all right, uh, Ar Arcos, I see you skulking around over there. Just get over here so I can explain this all together and we can just be, be all square with what happened. Sorry, friend. I figured you wouldn't see me behind this tree. You're <laughs> fucking massive, and I can always see you The tree is this wide. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like an inch thick and like goes up to his waist. <laughs> I wanted to just like step over the four foot tall tree. <laughs> You're like Sully from Monsters Inc. hiding behind like a traffic cone. It's <laughs> yeah. like I'm doing the, the pose when Sully's in the closet, and he's like, "Okay, now there's a monster in your closet." <laughs> That's how he stands. So I'm I'm just gonna come over and 
and sit down with, uh, cross-legged with kind of a thud and say, <clears throat> Well? Okay, so... Well, you heard the important bits of the story. When I was a teenager, there was sort of a massive falling out in my family that had been building up for quite some time. In, in Avrion, uh, my family were immigrants, and we came from a place um, in the north that worshipped the god Jorkind, uh, who is the god of energy and uh, magic and uh, a bunch of other important things, but mostly energy and magic, and so... My mother was a famous and very accomplished healer. She could mend broken bones in a splint and uh, could cure diseases most couldn't find cures for, no matter how far he travelled, but... The superstition of the town of Avrion was pioneered by the Hooded Lantern, as, you know, as part of the Brawl and part of the tradition that Hurin himself is um, a believer in. My father was once, like my mother, a believer in our god Jorgend, but when it became clear that the main political player in town was the Hooded Lantern, he got in line, so to speak, and became a company man. He immersed himself in the Hooded Lantern and became more and more distrustful of what he called witchcraft, or the tradition that our family has maintained for centuries. My father, Thors, uh, just became enamored with the wealth and influence that being a part of the cult leadership brought him, and so he indoctrinated my younger siblings, Freya and Hurin, once they were born, and never taught them the traditions that me and my mother knew. Well, at a certain point, the, the witch hunt in Avrion became so heated that they started burning people in the streets that were caught practicing magic and my mother was offered by my father as a way to cement his fervent adherence to the teachings of the hooded lantern and so they made a pyre and made it a family affair for my younger siblings as well I watched them take my mom from the house Zaid, and they lit her on fire in the town square. So, um, what little magic I had I didn't know how to use in a situation like that, so I prayed to my god. And I asked Jorgen to spare my mother from the agony of burning alive. And he granted my wish. And he turned the flames licking at her flesh into a torrent hotter than the hottest forge fire, hotter than stars, and incinerated her in an instant, granting her mercy. And flambeing a good portion of the town square in the process, including including my sister Freya, and Hurin, and my father. My dad survived the git, 
but I believed that Freya and Hurin had both perished in the flame. And now Hurin's alive, and so we just talked about that. So that's my day. Sydney clears up some questions I had. The last of which will be about the frog thing. But for now, why didn't you tell me sooner? Oh, I thought I was your friend. That's... Uh, the people I gathered in the tent to have that conversation are my real family, Arcos. I don't talk about my feelings because I'm a wizard. And I've seen a lot of shit, obviously, and I sort of did not grow up with, uh, as you now know, a solid family foundation. I thought that when I obliterated my mother and my siblings, that my family was essentially over. My dad and I had not gotten along for several years, and he had just burned my mother at the stake. So I wasn't about to go claim him, so I changed my name, and I effectively erased my entire history before I left Avrion. That's why I became a wizard. That's why I was asking strange men in the forest for tips on how to use magic, because I... Magnus Eriksson died on the fire with his mother. Magnus Vale is who came out. And I thought that there was no trace of the other guy until I saw her in again. So I never thought it was necessary to share. But now I'm sort of blending my families and the secrets are coming out. So this is who I am. Well, I appreciate you sharing that with us. And I kind of shoot a side eye to, to Arcos. Because, wow, what an inappropriate reaction. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to hear all that. That's... That's awful, but... Yeah. I don't know. Now we can find some sort of more information about what's going on. I mean, I don't know if I should believe anything that Heron says, because like I said, the last time I left him, he was a kid that had essentially been indoctrinated by his father enough to think it was a good idea to make a bonfire for his mom. I know it's dark, but that's kind of the last time I knew him. And obviously, I think that he had a point when he said that, you know, he resents me for assuming I just do, he does everything that his dad says. Whatever, I mean, he has a point, but I don't know where in the spectrum of, you know, true believer versus sort of good-hearted, gullible skeptic. I don't know. I don't know what's going on at all anymore, to be frank with you. So I don't know what to believe, which is, uh, problematic. Yeah, I don't think we should take him face value without asking some questions. Uh, maybe we should find someone else of the same kind of position and question someone else him, similar. We should put him and Craig in a room together and see what happens. Well, then they can just corroborate a story. That's true. We should ask one about the other, though. Later. I think that's a good way to start. Okay. Um, 
I think Magnus is done with this conversation, if, <laughs> unless there's anything else we need to hash out right now. But I think he's a little bit tuckered out. Gonna head to bed. Um, no, because I think we did this in the morning, so I think Magnus is just gonna like. <laughs> okay. Um, I think Magnus is going to like sort of get julian and the gas like caught up to in the same sort of way that he just explained that to like uh arcos and winnie i mean maybe like leaving out some of the gory details but just like filling in some of the blanks of like maybe just sort of the bare bones of what was going on there um uh as soon as she finished talking um routh is the first one who moves to give you a hug Oh, fuck. Uh, I'm just going to roll a 20 for Magnus real quick. That's a two. Immediately starts full on weeping. Uh, I think just starts crying. Yeah, and Routh, uh, I'd say Magnus probably isn't a huge hugger in general. Like, uh, or maybe, actually, I don't want to make that inference. Is, is Magnus a hugger? Oh, he's one of those guys that, like, loves hugs, but is, like, way too bent out of shape about, like, social norms to, like, ever, like, go in for a hug you know what i mean yeah yeah uh, very like cat like in that it's like don't touch me but also like i do want scratches kind of vibe of, yeah like he and alfalfa have the same personality just like yeah. <laughs> uh no and ralph is this big burly strong wizard who gives phenomenal hugs yeah. by the way and just sort of uh holds you like the certainty like rock in that embrace um and uh you can feel like Ilya kind of rubbing circles on your back um and even Jasper kind of has his arm on your shoulder and <laughs> Jasper like a full arm is like the way it just stands on the shoulder <laughs> yeah uh and uh curious there too and you have this moment and uh ralph will stand for as long as you need him to to compose yourself yeah i think um i think we'll sort of like like trait like see transition away from this moment but i think yeah like there is like sort of this like intimate moment that magnus has with essentially like his magical family that he's like sort of of like these like random children adoptees that have i mean like sort of the common theme i think between like him and julian and um i guess i don't we haven't like fully discussed the backstories of the other gas but like the idea of this is like kids with nowhere to go with magical talent running from something have found their way to magnus at some point or the other and it's like and there's a reason for that these four are definitely uh probably like six or seven years senior to julian um in age but uh yeah there's this sort of very familial dynamic you are um like Ilya has like a younger sister but um none of the Grand Arcanades really have any family outside of each other and I think this moment of a hug is like the first time as an adult when you see like your parents cry and you're reminded that they're not these infallible beings that you put on a pedestal. And I think especially with Magnus as someone who can bend space and time to his will, even though they've seen you in like vulnerable moments, you know, you've talked, you eat together, you sleep. So they don't worship you like a God and they never have, but there's still like 
that distance of someone who knows everything. Um, and, and that illusion shatters a bit. And it's a little bit of a relief to be allowed to be human in that way. And to know that there are people who can catch you, who typically you've had to be there for. Yeah, like I think there's like a, I think like Magnus has only ever like allowed himself to experience intense emotion on his own terms, mm-hmm. which is a very pained and constrained way to live your life. Like, I think like part of the reason that he was drawn to Mortalia is that part of Mortalia's like compliment was that she was very like, accept things as they come comes with the nature of a cycle of life and death as like a thing to live your life by um and so like but like magnus as a person is like the opposite like everything he is about is about like constraining against rules and fighting against things that you like don't want to be the way they are which is like a very like difficult way to live your life when you don't allow yourself to just like accept that sometimes things are really shitty um and so yeah i think he like this is like a sort of a very humanizing moment for him (laughs) yeah and in that moment you make your peace with that acceptance um are the two of you doing anything um not particularly i like i don't want to i mean I probably would have picked up one of the flower petal plants that Magnus had cried and just hold it in my hand and uh, just turn it over and over and um, probably just be clenching my teeth a bit and and uh, just very, very lightly shaking. Soon after you pick uh, the the stem that is left there's a stem and a few leaves left uh, from the flower that barely started to blossom before it withered it sort of disintegrates in your hand it was the smartest man I ever met sometimes I wish he could teach me to be a better friend You say that to the universe, to Furia, to the wind, and you get no response. I'm just going to look up at Furia, which I don't know if there's any real metaphysical reason to believe that's where they reside, but... You know, you've always associated um, <laughs> Furia with the sun, um, which makes sense. And to say, you know, you could have told me he was suffering, you know, or not make him so goddamn funny all the time, or given me the wisdom to be able to tell, or something. The wind blows. No answers or clarity. 
Just noise. Well, tell me what I'm supposed to do. Are you listening? I care about that man, and I want to see him okay, and I would like some guidance on how to help, and you're not helping me. Have I not done enough for you already? Who are you talking to? Uh, but turn around. I, I actually have no idea who said that. <laughs> it's Craig. It's Craig. It's Craig. It's God be the Craigster. And you, yeah, <laughs> uh, you see, uh, you see Craig standing there, kind of head tilted, looking at you. I swear in all things holy, if there's going to be one time you're going to speak, this is not it. Get lost, Craig. Okay, have fun yelling at the sky. You're still here. Puts his hands up and they uh, sort of back away. It matters not. You can stay if you want. I'm just going to, to turn back around. Uh, just uh, mumble quietly to, to myself. Craig just watches you. I'm not doing it. I'm not turning around. I'm not giving you attention. I'm just going to sit here and be sad about my friend. Okay. Just me and my thoughts. I swear to God, Craig, I'm going to get up and say, just leave me alone. You told me you didn't care. You told me to leave, and then you said you didn't care if I stayed. Well, I lied. I'm sorry. Okay, sheesh. Greg starts walking away. <laughs> the sit back down on the rock and then just shed a tear of frustration, feeling very alone and sort of impotent. <laughs> um, being able to cause the medieval version of a portable nuke and then feeling uh, completely powerless all of a sudden is definitely something that's weighing on him. As you all walk with those weights hanging around your neck, we're going to sort of montage through the next several days of travel you're able to get to the rendezvous point and what would you like to do from there um i think magnus makes like the open offer to like if anybody would like to essentially like fast travel to tower phantom that he like can't accompany like the the tower has like grounds like that would support a camp so like we could everyone relocate there or go their separate ways like at this point like the various like organizational leaders that were involved with this like need to go run the shit that they haven't been running for a while um yeah so like i think magnus is like we need to like <laughs> go home for a minute. <laughs> like yeah. Magnus certainly wants to go home for a minute. 
Um, certainly. And uh, several of the people, especially the ones brought on by uh, Winnie and Arcos, uh, who have quite a long journey ahead of them, uh, be in, begin to head that way. Ilya offers her services um, to teleportation for a few of them. It is a very large distance, so it's not like she can just like move everybody, but uh, to people who are going to large cities with kind of established teleportation areas like Rel, she can kind of take a group of people to that area so they are closer in now that you guys are in a magically safe zone um, to save some travel time. Uh, all of the captured people of the um, of the Browl decide. I mean, they kind of split with those groups over the past two weeks. They've made connections in one way or another with people and begin heading that way. Um, What's Craig going to do? What are we doing with Craig? Um, Craig and Hearn, we both need to figure out. I actually know Hearn's going to stay with me until we figure out what it is we're going to do about that. So, uh, Well, I'd like to, to cre- I'd like to continue keeping Craig. <laughs> keeping uh, Craig? Okay, it's <laughs> I guess I can't throw stones because I am keeping my brother, but like, but that's what I'm, I'm my brother's keeper, so like Yeah, also, to be clear Hurden explicitly was like I'm going to stay with you guys mm, yeah, um, sure. There's nowhere else really for him to go uh, The Arcanaid Ilya is helping oversee Ilya and uh, Routh are going to oversee everyone getting safely back to where they need to go. Um, Jasper and Kiri are going to stay with y'all and meet in the tower, um, especially because uh, Kiri and Jasper are the ones who are heading a lot of that research on the the blighted plants and the little rock creatures. Uh, So we'll continue with that. Um, as you are sort of spending a couple days like divvying the camp and making sure everyone gets to where they need to go on, whether that's a caravan, whether that's a teleportation uh, trip, um, Craig, uh, Craig doesn't really pick a group. And um, I don't know how actively y'all would be paying attention, but as you get everyone going off, uh, Craig kind of looks at you, Arcos, and says, so, decided I'm coming with. Um, coming with us? Or... Yeah, to your weird wizard tower thing. I want to see it. <sighs> well, I mean, so, you know, table talk. I was like, yeah, Craig, he's an interesting character. He adds a good foil vibe. But I said we should keep Craig and, like, the looks on your faces made you feel weird about it. So now I'm like, maybe we shouldn't keep him. Like, he's just excise this npc oh no rob is a player no craig is coming craig has decided craig wants to go with you okay i was like like, also shit i mean (laughs) i i sort of like like i said in the live chat like craig is a little bit of a vibe like i i think it's hard for magnus to be like i said like too mad at him i think magnus kind of respects the like like what just because you like killed an army and like captured me you think you can fucking tell me like what to do or, like, <laughs> like, like no you kill me are you gonna fucking kill me no okay good <laughs> um but yeah i would i'll probably just um say <clears throat> some things in order first off look at your hands look at your feet you're not shackled 
You do not have to come. You can leave. You're no longer in enemy territory. There's no liability. If we let you loose, you're going to go find your friends and surprise attack us. You're not going to do anything with any reasonable amount of time. We're not far away from resources or thousands of miles from anything that could grow, so you're no longer an extra mouth to feed. And you've made it clear you're not going to talk. All reason for keeping you around is gone. So, you're free to go. Kind of shrugs. Want to see the wizard tower? It is true. Wizard tower is awesome. I was worried about letting you loose. But we're in our territory now. It's not a problem. You can... So, after the wizard tower, feel free to go home. And I owe you an apology. Sorry for yelling at you earlier. I doubt you cared. You don't seem like somebody that cares. I've accepted that over the last two weeks. I've... I'm not always the best with people. Clearly. And, um... Perhaps it's something I need to work on. An exercise in humility. I was upset. I heard something very upsetting, and I was upset because of it. And I took it out on you, and I'm sorry. You have my apologies. Okay. Cool. The So, last thing is that the name Craig. We I'm not saying that to mock you. We just wanted to give you a name. But if at any point you'd prefer to be called something else, you have no obligation to tell me your real name or any name that pertains to any form of your identity. If you just want anything but Craig, then you can let me know. Greg's fine. Okay. It does sort of fit you. Magnus, I swear to Furia, what percentage of conversations of mine do you eavesdrop on? You talk oh. really loudly. Yeah, we're also all sort of like here, like in this field together. It's not like I can... Yeah, you're not really hiding. It's got really big lungs. I'm <clears throat> <laughs> um, hurting. Um... Do you know this lad? Yes, he's a bit of a shite, but... <laughs> okay, so that isn't just us. Okay, good to know. We should keep him around. You mind giving us a bit more context for why? It's good luck. Oh, why didn't you say so? Uh, sure. All right, Craig, the good luck charm. I'm fine with it. Uh... Wizards normally believe in luck, but you guys did science. Uh, magic is about probability, and probability isn't so much about, you know, if something's going to happen, but when, so uh, you always need a bit of luck. <laughs> if I didn't have luck, I would not be alive right now. Let's hope they're giving the luck to the rat people here. <laughs> Okay, well, if we want to go to Tower Fainum, I am more than happy to take us there right now. Uh, we just need to find a frame with a door. You say that. You're in kind of the middle of nowhere. Fuck. <laughs>
<laughs> Look around at the desert and the tents that we're in. Um. Yeah, as you've moved, uh, you've moved further north and further west. Uh, you're kind of, and you've been traveling for like what, roughly two weeks. Mm-hmm. You're out of like, you know, immediate blight. Uh, you're still kind of in trees, areas that no one particularly wants to live. But yeah, you're not like in a very settled area. You'd likely have to find your way to a place with a door. Could I build a door? That way, I mean, if it takes me a week to do it, at least it's a week of us chilling instead of walking. I don't know if that's uh, within... uh, I don't know what I'm allowed Um, to do, but I feel like I could build a door. As long as there's a, you know, a tree that's not rotted. Build a door. I mean, that's an option. I could try to teleport us like Ilya does. I'm not... I mean, I'm probably about as good as as her at teleporting. Yeah, probably. Um, also, you, I will, I will give you this, so you don't have to build an entire door. <laughs> if you, um, I think if you made a keyhole. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, uh, so is there like a big like rock anywhere nearby? Like a big sort of like flat face Eventually, rock. yeah, you can find a rock. Right. So t- I don't know, gonna, it takes you a while. <laughs> Magnus is going to walk until there's just like a good-sized rock um, that he can like draw a chalk outline of a door on. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, he's going to draw a little keyhole and um, he's going to bring Arcos to the side and say, right, so if you could just like, uh, he's going to take out his like key. um <laughs> Easy. Key, and he's going to say, so basically, I need a hole in the shape of this keyhole about yay deep. And he's going to hold up his fingers like uh, about six inches apart. Um, can you yeah. handle that? Yeah. Chisel um, away. Just give me a couple hours. And uh, Magnus, sorry about earlier. Just not what I meant to say. Oh, uh, yeah, don't mention it. Uh, it's okay. Uh, there's not really a good thing to say after something like that. Anyway, uh, let's get home so we can take a shower and see all the tower and, uh, sleep in our own beds, shall we? Bars. Um, okay, so here we go. Take a shower in the tower. What do I roll for keyhole? For chiseling? For chiseling. Uh, do you have any, like, crafting or... Uh have building survival what is the and my closest thing would be sorry i think building is a skill but if you don't have it you don't have it no i mean that is that like okay i guess what skills do you have i mean so why do you why do you deserve this job (laughs) (laughs) well i thought i mean i thought it would be like a a um a survival thing but i didn't know that uh just because it's crafting something with a rock and a, st- and a stick and, a, and another rock. But if it's, if there's a building skill, I didn't, ha- I forgot there was oh, a building skill. Wait, so I'm, I'm being dumb. I have em- elemental manipulation. I can move up to like one. Uh, <laughs> I can move stone. I can just move yeah, stone. So I can just you, do that. You, I think I also Arco, you, tell, you tell Arcos to, to chisel you a door. It's worth noting. I don't think you own like a chisel or anything. Like well, you he have said like he had supplies to build a door. So I, I kind of, I, I guess, I asked he has if I could build a door. Somebody's got to have a chisel. 
Okay. Like I why, can... why would anyone have a chisel? Um, uh, but as... Stupid idea. I just asked if I could build a door. That's so fair. Uh, as Arcos is standing there, uh, Magnus, you remember? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think maybe Julian like quietly like coughs and like hands me a note card that just has the spell for elemental manipulation <laughs> that like yeah. says like you can move earth dummy and I just like right thank you thank you Julian oh Arcos never mind I have travel brain it's a real <laughs> thing uh, he's just gonna like tap the door um, and spend a PowerPoint to just move um, however much stone out of the key- actual keyhole as is necessary to make that. Uh, like six inch long, like keyhole, um, and he's gonna just pull out that stone, um, just like pulling a thread, um, and then he's going to stick his like old like iron key with a like ring at the back of it, um, with a like lanyard uh, attached to it that has Magnus Vale's initials, um, and then like a little inscription of a tower. Um, and it's like magically enchanted key so that if you turn it in any keyhole, it'll open up the front door to Magnus's tower. Um, one of the only few reliable ways to actually get to his tower. Um, and that is what he does at this moment in the side of this cliff face is unlock this door that he has drawn out of chalk, um, to try to get to his tower. Now you've never tried this with something that isn't an actual door. I will say they're usually pretty easy to find. Um, where you tend to, to be and you put this key into the keyhole and you believe in this solution and you believe that more than anything you are a phenomenal wizard and with that certainty of self you turn the key in the lock And that chalk outline you wrote glows as the lock hole uh, glows in kind. And then the space in it turns into this portal of deep black and starlight as if you're walking through a veil of the universe. And you all head in. And find yourself in an incredibly opulent stone foyer of Magnus's tower. And as you all gather here to rest and foment your next steps, that's where we'll end this episode. everyone i hope you're having a good wednesday we have just released season four episode 33 and um i wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode and i wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four um kind of crazy um and what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last like regular like 
story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode, as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, postmortem, wrap up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So as you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, But take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time possibly. So um, yeah, that's that's what we're going to do. Um, which also means this is going to be my last announcement, update, whatever thing ever, probably. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's really all I kind of have to say. I'm a little behind on our social media pages, so I apologize for that. But um, we'll we'll get there. We'll catch up. And, um, yeah, next week's going to be the very last story episode, season four finale, and then um, I'm not 100% sure when the wrap-up episodes are going to happen. They may not happen for a while, simply because a lot of us are busy um, and we're just kind of working around our schedule. Um, so they might not happen for a few weeks. We're going to try to squeeze them in eventually. Um, we're going to try to squeeze them in quick, but if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute. But They'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. Um, They'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's that's it, I think. That's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because, I don't know, it's it's almost over. Um, Yeah, thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song, as always. Um... And thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.